I Ooh. like oh, no, that blue is nice. That blue is nice. That's a good. Oh, oh. you feeling that? Oh, no, that that's, that's good. That's a good one. Yeah. Hey, we'll match you. There you go. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, I didn't even think about it. Yeah, yeah of course, yeah, yeah. of course, I like that blue, right? <laughs> right. Right. Um, <laughs> Let me make sure oh, the Ethernet okay. is hooked up real going? quick. Yeah. We're, we're live. I mean, All right. this, this is so much fun. <laughs> Here it is, uh, Three Geeks interview with Aaron Dallavilla, who just left. <laughs> oh, no. no, I got it. It was a good interview. It was a good interview. You know? <laughs> so good I had to leave, you know? All right. Now, I, uh, before, before I get too far into it, is it Villa or Villa? Villa. Villa. Okay, I just I, I, I don't people call me a lot of things though. Dalla Villa, Diavia, Dalla Bills, ADV. Yeah, Dalla Bills. <laughs> all right, all right, Dalla Bills. Well, um, I was I was going through your your, your IMDb. We're like checking you out, and like you just do everything. Um, you kind of got to these days, bro. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, like what. I mean, you know, working in every little part of it. What's your favorite thing to do? Like, you know, it's, you know, do you prefer you know acting? Do you like getting something started? Do you like being on the business end of it? Do you like you know doing the music? Like, what what is your favorite part of the whole thing? You know, because obviously it's a bunch of pieces that make like movies and and, and shorts and all this stuff coming together. But uh, what do you like like doing the most? Favorite thing is acting hands down yeah. there's there's no much more fun than creating a character and bringing that to set and collaborating with the director and yeah sweet sweet that's exciting um I, I see you're in some broadway stuff you've done different uh casting stuff like what what part of that is that that sounds super interesting to me what, what part of broadway and things like that really intrigue you like what's the, what's that what's that like i i wish i could say i've been on broadway i've been i've done a couple off broadway stuff but what really interesting about it. oh we're what interests me about stage stuff is that the craft uh, lives moment to moment there on film. You know, you can go for a take, you have a, a bad take and say, Hey, can I do that again? You know, and then they cut and edit and it's that looks really good. But uh, on stage, you better have it every single moment or the audience will be able to figure out that you're not doing very well. And if you're having a bad show, especially you have to find a way to save it, man. I've had my, I've had my share of bad shows, you know, where it's like, Oh, we got to save this show, you know? So, so I love How do you do that? that? How do you do that? Yeah, like, do you, do you, do you um, give yourself like the locker room pep talk at halftime? Do you like, I have a whole, before I prep for a show or a film and stuff, I have a whole ritual. If I'm doing an eight show a week show, I have a ritual. I listen to the same songs. I do the same workout. I eat the same thing, close to eating the same thing. I'm very, I go into straight up military mode uh, when I'm working on something consistently because I need to output the same performance of that quality, if not better, every night. So I really do give 150%. That's awesome. Uh, that's, that's great. Uh, I, 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 I never thought about it. It's like, hey, what are you doing? You know, like, like get it together. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, no, bro, bro. I had this show, one of my first shows in, um, I was in Chicago. This is when I, it was my first show into acting, my introduction into acting, really. I shined on Craigslist. I got with this fan, with, with this, this crappy show. 
and I was playing a 40 year old restaurant tour. And at that, I mean, I look young now, but like, but when I was, I you know, 18, I looked even younger, you know what I mean? So I'm playing this whole thing with a fake Italian accent and I'm just making it as I go along, man. I am faking it till I make it. Sometimes we've got 10 people in the audience. One of our girls is drunk over here. She was going to pick up someone's line. She goes to say her line. She drops. There's 10 seconds of silence, which feels like an eternity. You're looking for the exit sign. You're like, oh man, what do we do? We went from act one to act three to act two to act three. You know, like it was, it was, it was a mess, dude. But you know, you just, you learn to roll with it. And I've had situations where Live theater, I did a thing called, I'm, I'm really skilled in immersive theater, which if you can think of it, is, it's like Sleep No More in New York City. It's like dance theater where you don't speak, but it's all through movement, storytelling, and the audience is like right up in your face. So I'm really skilled at that. So the medium acting style is kind of more like film. So, so you're right there and intimate, but I've had situations where stuff does not go well. The mechanics of the show don't work out and you just have to improvise. And I'm a really strong improviser of just rolling with the punches and making it happen. Do you have a favorite memory of when that happened or when you improvised out of something? Do you have a favorite? I mean, definitely probably the the family shoe player show uh, in Chicago that I just started like singing one time and just started making stuff up. Um, but, but in the, the seeing you, those productions are pretty high quality level and there's a lot riding on the line. There's some pretty big investors. And if you screw up, you know, they come right to, and they're like, so can we make sure that doesn't happen tomorrow? And like, you're like, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Because you know, you've got 10 other actors that would love to take your job. So yeah. 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 The pressure is real. The pressure is um, real, but uh, I, you know, I cannot hardly imagine. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, um, it's worth it though. It's really worth it. So sure. the listener question that you were talking about before. Oh, no, I don't. Well, I have a friend that is a <laughs> listener, a, a <laughs> listener, is a big fan of Earth Defense Force. So anything you can talk what? about that. Oh, my God. He, dude. I, he, he, all he ever talks about is that game for the past month. So if you can give me any type of tidbits from that, I would be we a very good friend. Appreciate it. Yes. Oh, <laughs> you play the one I'm in, Earth Defense Force Iron Rain. I think he's played almost all of them. I, I haven't got that through, but if you can do any insight into that gaming series, that would be bro. I'd be a I, very good fan right now. I didn't know anyone played that game, man. This is so exciting. <laughs> you know, I talk yeah. about it with my publicist, and I'm like, "Yeah, I was in Earth Defense Force Iron Rain," and she's like, "What?" And so, 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 you know, you say you're in Grand Theft Auto, Red Dead Redemption. It's a different, or you know, by uh, Resident <laughs> Evil. But this is so dope for me. Okay, so here's how the audition <laughs> process went down for that. I get an audition through uh, New York AV Post for several roles. You know, I get um, uh, closer. I get all these different people. And then I get this guy with a French accent. So I said, screw it. I'll do a French accent, whatever. I took the copy and I was literally like, blah, 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 blah. All right, send it. I got Because literally some days you move so fast that you got to get stuff done. And it's like tight deadlines that you're yeah. like, all right, just do it. You know what I mean? That led to a booking. Mm -hmm. And I was like, of all the French people that speak in New York City, of all the French actors, they pick me to play a French guy. And I love it's hilarious. It's just hysterical to me. So, so it kind of like that time I did a hand modeling job in uh, Philly. And of all the hand model actors in Philadelphia, they get some guy in New York to be bussed over there for a hand to show his hands. You know what I That's mean? That's amazing. It's Did you quote Zoolander at all? Incredible. It's incredible. Hand model, Derek. No, I did. I did. But, uh, <laughs> 
So I did this thing and I met, I met, uh, I met, I went over there and all you do is you just spit the lines. Um, you spit the lines and they show you the scene and then you spit the lines and then they have it and they grab it and it's, you're good to go. Kind of thing. That's for that kind of voice acting. I do want to do motion capture. I was up for a pretty big motion capture job, which did not go my way, but I was really, I was really, I was, I was up for like Far Cry 5 or some, some motion capture, but I will no, yeah, I will do a motion capture job. I know people who've done motion capture jobs, and I love, I love uh, video games. I'm a big fan of God of War. That's my favorite video game. So. Nice. Did you play the the last one on PS4? Um, it's just God of War, right? Yeah, yeah. With, with the kid boy. Incredible boy, boy, <laughs> boy. <laughs> Crap. So what all goes into the motion capture stuff? Because I, I know I've seen the, the the little suits and stuff. Oh, do you know anything additional? Because that that's interesting. My my friend had did Resident Evil. He did the motion capture work. I I literally you audition like it's a theater piece for the audition process because I haven't oh, booked okay. a motion capture yet. But for voiceover, you're doing a voiceover in a video game. They just need you to have your voice. It's like regular voice acting. You know, you step up to the mic, you have a coach in your ear, and then you just spit the lines. But for motion capture, it's a whole, it's like stage. Think of motion capture acting, video game acting, like stage. And it's a much bigger, um, video games are a little heightened, are much more heightened, actually. So the acting style is much more heightened than regular film. Gotcha. So that's interesting, too. Like the stage actors will have a, a, a bit of an edge on that one. Um, 100%. For the, for the different medium, that's that's really interesting. <laughs> uh, well, you know, it all comes back around. Like, I guess it also dictates on the script and also the – I don't want to you know, put everything into a box, but it also dictates on putting the genre that you're working in. If you're working with a game that is very realistic, then it can be very filmed. You know, or if you're working with something that's super heightened, then that will be more heightened in the acting choices. Just like in film, if you're working in horror, I find that genre films, you tend to be able to make larger choices because the situations are more fantastical. And also depends on the director that you're working with. It it, it really, it's that specific. So I can't lump certain acting styles, just make it general. It's all about who you're working with and what you're working on. And that dictates uh, the acting style. How soon do you, how do you soon do you find that out? Is it like the, the first day you kind of get on set and like, okay, how are we going to figure this out? Is it a phone through, call? Through trial and error. Prior through trial and error. Through trial and error. Through falling on your face and then being like, oh, okay, that doesn't work. Uh, but the director, luckily, the, the directors I've worked with have been very expressive about what they're going for. And I'm very opinionated when it comes to when I get a role and I say, you know, I see this guy is this thing. He does this and this. And then we, I just build a conversation with the director and then we find something that, uh, that works best for both of us. Yeah. 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 I'm always interested with with, with voice acting when it's like, you know, how much do you get beforehand? You know, it's like, it's like, like you said, it's like uh, the guy had a French accent. So it's like, okay, I'll do a French accent. But like, do you, you know, it's like okay, I'm I'm reading the lines. Uh, one of them has says something, you know, to do with like like grabbing a dagger. So I'm thinking this guy is some sort of thief. So you know, like like <laughs> is is that how it works, or like yeah, you know, do you get like a little copy on the guy, like you know, or oh, you yeah, know. oh yeah, no, I knew this guy was the youngest of the blast force for the EDF team. His name is Phillips. So. I knew that he was kind of the guy who kind of got picked on. He was the younger newcomer kind of rookie thing. So I added that element into the voice uh, whenever I cool. did his, uh, when I did the work. Yeah. So you do, you That's get a awesome. full on character description and stuff, and then you can expound upon that to bring those words to life in your own words. That's awesome. I, I'm, I'm a huge fan of director. 
Oh, you have a huge fan of what? Cartoons. So, like, I, I voice acting is very like is, is awesome to me. Like, I think I just think it's so interesting. Like, I always wanted to be like in the room because you know it's like you can like you're saying like so like with motion capture or even not like you know sometimes you 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 feel in the roles so you're you know you're acting this role you're doing all these things and. You know, like it's just for nobody. You know, like you're just kind of standing there in a room doing these things. So I always thought like voice acting is just like very interesting in like uh, its own sort of like interpretive dance sort of thing, or like or, or somebody like going full nuts. You know, like if you're in a horror horror thing, but you know, like they're just stone faced, like because they do this all the time. You know, like you know you're you're, you're Mark Mark Hamill. This is the 800th time you've done the Joker laugh. You're just like, <laughs> and then you know, like your face is nothing. <laughs> and because like, it's all yeah, about what's being heard via the voice, you know, which is going to be put on the animation. You know, when I auditioned for, I auditioned for a lot of animation stuff. So I can't wait to book a sure. higher profile uh, animation project. And I'm in my booth literally with my coach. It's a different, it's a totally different world of acting. It's its own thing. I'm still trying to hack the whole animation thing. You know, but you listen to it, it tends to be heightened, especially if you're going for kids shows, kids shows tend to be heightened. But once again, it's all, no, no, uh, first, it's all about the acting. The acting comes first before the voice, because people think, oh, voice acting, it's silly voices. I'm like, yes, that's a part of it, but it's about the storytelling. It's all about what story you're telling. It's all about the acting. The acting comes first. So I'm looking at your IMDb and it says casting department. You Does it mean you help cast things for that MI? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, MIO. That is a uh, that was a pilot that I did with a filmmaker down in Florida. I helped cast uh, about a hundred extras for his uh, for his TV show pilot. So we got a hundred extras. So I'm literally on backstage, casting people, locking them down, setting all that stuff up. And I'll tell you guys, producing makes acting look really easy. <laughs> producing <laughs> makes acting look really easy. I thought acting was you know sometimes pain, but no, producing. Oh my gosh, they're putting out fires left and right. You know, I said, can I just stand in front of the camera and say a couple lines and go back to my trailer? You know, <laughs> yeah, it's got to be a bit like herding cats. Like I usually a hundred extras. Like that's a lot of people. And people ask you dumb, people ask you dumb questions that you've already said answers to. And it's really, it's really, it really can be frustrating, but the process is also rewarding uh, being a producer. Cause you really feel like you're in a lot more control of the overall project. I want to be the guy who like tells like I just want to walk around and tell the extras like their little backstory, like <laughs> here's your motivation. But yeah, like like you're just sitting there like all we need is but 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 you oh, know you I had a long. Yo, that that was I became friends with all these people that I cast, you know, and then I would be like, all right, so yeah. when the camera passes by you, I need you to act like this is this. And we were shooting this really cool sort of, you know, underground crime kind of thing. So, you know, I was okay. like, all right, you're smoking the blunt over here. I need you to cross camera and this line and da da da. So it was a it was a it was a really fun experience in my yeah. That's and awesome. it was a Total. I mean, I got to work with a whole stunt team too. You know, I got to work with a stunt team that's very, uh, that's very active in the Atlanta uh, industry. So being able to say, you know, you set up here, this is where you're going to be, and I got to learn from them and can make connections with them as well. So, and also being on the other side, not on, not in acting, being on the other side has allowed me to relax more when I get on set with people. Like the last movie I shot, you know, sometimes. Mm -hmm. The last thing a producer wants is for an actor to have a problem. 
The producer expects you the moment you show up to have your lines, do your thing, and just be cool. They don't want to hear any problems from the actor because they're dealing with 10 other fires. You know, so it's just, it just made it a lot more re- relaxing and be like, my job is very simple. You show up, know your lines, know your intentions, be open to the creative process, and that's it. Well, and going off of that, I mean, you've done a little bit of everything, it looks like. I mean, art director, I see, writer. I mean, you can relate to almost anyone on set, I would imagine. Right. Yeah, I and I think that's really important that we're empathetic towards other people's jobs on set so that we don't treat people differently, that we give them the equal sure. amount of respect as well. You know, the script supervisor is incredibly important, just as important as the director is the producers and the gaffers are just as important. You know, they make you look good. So you don't want to piss off the DP, you know, and all of a sudden he's like, well, let me, let me go over here. Definitely don't want to piss off the editor. Or else, because then yeah. you, know, <laughs> I mean, you, know, you get edited right out of the film, you know. So, yep, so you have yep, to like, uh, respect, even down to like, like crafty everyone, the extras, everyone. You have to treat everyone with absolute respect. So, and that's where a lot of direct actors, their careers start going sideways because when they get too big for their britches and they start treating people like shit. You guys seen the Christian Bale thing where he just goes off on that? Well, he was that like boom operator or something like that. He, he just went back went like, yeah, he went Terminator <laughs> and, and the guy's like trying to check the uh, the the what's he doing? He has a little thing to check something. Yeah, he goes, yeah, he yeah. went off on that. <laughs> just went in. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess he had gotten some bad news earlier that day. <laughs> I mean, don't mess with American Psycho. Uh, right? Yeah, right. That's yeah. You never know, man. But then you know, then again, he's Christian Bale, so. You yeah, know, he does a lot of good stuff. I don't know what their relationship is on set. I don't know what his relationship <laughs> oh, is. Yeah, director or if, you know, if he's joking around with the guy, there's so many different, you know, levels and stuff. We only see one perspective of what the story is, sure. is presented us as. And just keep in mind that there are plenty of other perspectives about that same story than the one that we're, sure. we're told to believe. Um, sure. It looks good on TMZ. Yeah. Sure yeah, sure oh well, that's their yeah. that's their number one thing, man. The drama. It's all about the drama, dude. <laughs> Why do you think we're moving towards a uh, speaking? You know, TV moving towards reality television. You know, that's becoming that's dominating Cheaper. a lot of avenues because people love watching that sort of drama, and it's cheap. Lighting. You just take a camera, view crew, some people with personality who are going to say stuff you can't believe, and put them in a room together. Boom. There it is. <laughs> uh, yeah, like, and, always, and they call it reality TV, and it's like not anywhere close to reality is what gets me. Is like none of in this height. is none of this is yeah. what none of this is is real. You know, like, like people don't actually act like like I, you know, like the the Real Housewives. They go around and, and I'm like, this is all for TV. You know, like the Kardashians. Like, this is all for TV. Like, like they don't. They didn't act like this before they brought these TV cameras in here. <laughs> like, I, I actually that's... think they're they're told what to uh, they're told what to do actually, and they say, well, can we? You know, you're going to become this type that we need for the show. You're going to become this type that we need for the show. And then in the editing, the editing does the magic and stuff. I know I auditioned for the Glee Project season two, and in my interview with them, they were trying to pull out like my personal experiences when I wasn't giving them enough. They were trying to pull out more personal stuff that they could run with and be like, oh, can he, is he a personality that we could have for 12 episodes? Is he going to string things along? And they'll heighten things right. to, uh, you know, keep the viewers coming back. 
Makes sense. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess if you're watching actual TV, it's like a dude sitting on the couch playing playing uh, Earth Defense Force, and he's like, <laughs> "Come on, Milo, For the most part, real life is very boring. You know, yeah. I mean, that's why that's why I feel blessed every day to be working on what I work on because a lot of people are like, "Yo, I wish I could be doing that." You know, you're you're auditioning yeah. for these projects and stuff that people you know watch on a daily basis, and I'm like, "Wait a minute." You, you know, most people go to these nine to five jobs that they absolutely hate, and then they watch Netflix from 6 p.m. To, to midnight, and then that's their life. Life is a lot of life is very boring. So I'm very happy yeah, to be yeah. working in the creative space, and it's very extremely risky. And I kind of like the risk, it's really thrilling and it's exciting. Yeah, for sure. And, and I mean, it has to feel good to be like, hey, I beat out probably a hundred thousand, maybe a thousand people for this role, right? You know what I mean? Like, for every one role you got. There's a hundred people behind it. Like, Hey, I would have totally done that role. Bro. Let me just, let me just from perspective that I know, um, 700 people were submitted for my role in my last movie, 700 people, you know, oh, how yeah. many people of those 700 submitted get an audition? What maybe 30 or something. I don't know. Unless right. they see all 700 people, if they've got the time, <laughs> then one person out of those 700 gets the job. You know, uh, I, yeah. the, the TV show, I went out for the lead in the boys, the TV show, the boys, and they ended up going sure. with, they went with Jack Quaid and another casting director. And he said, we saw 10,000 people for that role. Ooh. They saw 10,000 people, which makes me think how many people were submitted. Oh, that's great. Yeah. That's insane. And <laughs> one person gets the job. And this is where, guys, if you're an actor, like, it's not any actors watching. Like, it's not about you. Your job, and Brian Cranston talks about this, your job is to show up, do your job as an actor, show them what you can do, and walk away and move on to the next thing. That's why most people quit because of the rejection. The rejection's not about you. Unless you will Ill are ill-prepared for an audition, if you know you did your 110% best, you can walk away and say, it's not about me because it's really not. Right. Yeah. That's a good way to look at it. It's a healthy way to look at it for sure. Oh, yeah. Otherwise, oh, you want to lose, yeah. you'll lose your mind. You'll lose your mind. No Ferrari. Where's my million dollar house? Where's my perfect whatever? Where's my series regular job? You know, where's my Oscar? It's like, dude, stop. You know, just, just, right. I got the best advice from a mentor. He said, take your horse out of the race. What race are you running? Why are you start trying to get to the destination? You have to fall in love with the journey. You have to fall in love with the process. You really do, or else you will want to quit. And I've had moments where I've wanted to quit, man. There have been some big rejections where I was like this close, and I was like, oh, man, you know, heartbroken to where I had to take mm -hmm. a nap, you know, because I was so <laughs> – I, I had to take a nap. I was like crying. I was like, I was taking a nap. <laughs> you know, then I wake up. What do I do? I keep moving, man. <laughs> That's not a tear. Yeah, no, my pillow's melting, man. <laughs> oh man, but like the boys, like, I can, I can definitely see you too. Like, I, if 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 I was the casting director and I had to like, like, okay, well, like, <laughs> that's it's not I, the face. I can't, you know I can't imagine like, sorting through ten thousand of anything, let alone people right. that all have lives. Oh man, and you know, and yeah, that, that's got to be a little like soul deadening. You know, you know how they say like like surgeons are kind of like they they. Because like they know how people work, they can put you back together and take you apart real easy. So like that kind of like in your mind makes you go to a different place. Like if you're a casting director and you go through a million, you like after your millionth person for whatever you know for whatever role, 
Do you, are you just like I don't even see faces anymore? Like, <laughs> I, um, literally, and but I've been on the casting pro side as well. Sometimes I'm I'm mm -hmm. checking my phone and I'm looking at the tape. I'll watch ten seconds of a three minute audition. I'll be like, nope, not the part. That's literally how it is. You know, they'll yeah. be like ten seconds. And how do you, how do you tell the first ten seconds? How do you know? They know. They just know that know. that's their job. They know they know, they know what they're looking for. They have an idea from the director what they're looking for, and they'll know immediately. Well, first off, can you act? Okay, cool. They cross that. Are they tall enough? Are they short enough? Are they fat enough? Are they skinny enough? Are they blonde? Are they dark hair? Are they whatever? Then all that stuff comes into play. And literally, I think with voiceover auditions, I think of voiceover auditions as I literally record something, send it off, and it goes into some like void ether or whatever and i expect to never hear back because literally <laughs> the director's there listening to something they'll probably give you like 10 seconds honestly and it's like da 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 da, -da nah not it next da 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 not it next so you gotta nail it in the first 10 seconds of an audition you really do so i see a bunch of movies that are like completed in post-production is covid really hitting like your release stuff for your shorts and your other films and stuff well yeah covid affected uh all those small things that's one of the movies i have coming out they i believe they had festivals lined up in the uk and the u.s and they have a sales agent now for uk and u.s so they're trying to sell the film I know Alpha Rift, COVID was kind of a blessing in disguise because he needed to do a lot more post-production work on it. And I actually was doing ADR on the film the other day. That's going to be a, a movie that I would love to come back and promote with you guys. It's a total yeah, fanboy sure. who likes Dungeons & Dragons kind of a game who who literally turns into a medieval knight superhero. And okay. Oh, I love that. Sign <laughs> me up. All that. People, like, I saw the thing and I was like, I turn around to the directors right behind me and I'm like, this is good, you know, because when you do a project, you never, you never know if your project's going to be good, and you hope to God it's going to be good. And then I have a secret project that's not listed there that's about 90% done. That one I really think is going to blow people away. Um, cool. And then what other ones were in post? Uh, well, you have for entertainment purposes only. You got the, the Black Dude, Sky under Harper's Road. Bro, black entertainment purposes. That's been in post for like two years, bro. I hit that guy up like a couple years ago. I'm actually, I should probably email him and be like, yo, can I get my footage for this? Like, you know, <laughs> I, love, like, I don't need it. But I was like, you know, like, hey, what's going on? Because you never know, man. The movie could have yeah, lost yeah. funding and it's like still waiting to get done. Black Sky and Harper's Rock. That's almost done. I did some ADR for him a couple months back during COVID. Um, what else? What's going on with home? You have, I've never seen X's in an IMDb page. Like a 2017-XX. Home. Do you know what that is? Home. Your, oh, your list is That was a short I did. Yeah, that was released and submitted to festivals. Oh, uh, okay. Okay. Yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. Cool. So, you know, uh, um, yeah. what, what? Oh, no, no, no. Go ahead. Keep going. No, I'm sorry. Oh, um, yeah, you know, COVID has been, for me, COVID has been um, – uh, a time for me to learn how to adapt and figure out what's going on. You know, luckily I just signed with a talent agency. I just signed with Stuart Talent. They're very strong in voiceover as well. I've done a lot of voiceovers in uh, in in quarantine. I ended up recording two of them, one was for Starburst. The other is for Hollister, and Hollister will be coming out next year. Um, I shot something. Uh, in Las Vegas, I'm set to shoot something for network in, in October in Los Angeles. 
So, you know, it's been a good, it's been a good year for me uh, because I've just, sure, you know, sure. been like, I'm not going to let this situation hold me down. And also I've had the opportunity to dip into my music sort of background because I used to be in a boy band, et cetera. So I used to, you know, flex those skills a little bit and just put something out there, just continue to stay creative and current and relevant uh, so that yeah. I don't just wash away. You know, because a lot of people just kind of move back home with their parents and they're not really pursuing it or they've they've literally I know people who've left the acting business. And I said, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. I mean, if it's your dream, it's your dream. Man. And you've been you've been killing it. You got a whole bunch of stuff on here. <laughs> and you know, what's crazy is that people say I've been killing it in my mind. I'm like, no, I need more. No, I'm not. Kill I'm not. I'm, I'm, I'm hustling. Like, it's, it's crazy, dude. Or yeah. like. When people will book things, I'm like, man, why didn't I book? Nah, nah, nah. You know what I mean? So I remind myself, it's great. Yeah, it's it, the 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 struggle's real. So I have to remind myself. <laughs> but yeah, you know, like even Michael Jordan had to like he would make up stuff about yeah. things the other team didn't say, like yeah. just to get you know himself psyched up for the thing. Like, like and, and he's Michael Jordan. Like like does, what he, do say? I, does what he, he need to be? Any huh? What what would Michael Jordan say? Uh, he 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 made up. He said somebody like it was like four. Oh, it was a news thing. Yeah, he yeah. He, uh, he, he said somebody had like on the other team had said something about him and the Bulls, and he's like, I can't believe this dude would say that, and got this big old like got angry just to get himself psyched up for the game, you know. And it's like, dude, you're Michael Jordan. Yeah. You don't anger. You know. Anger is a powerful tool, and sometimes <laughs> even when it's when it's hard for me to get out of bed, it is hard for me to get out of bed in the morning. Sometimes it's like. Why am I, I'll have moments of like, why am I doing this? Why am I doing this? I'm tired, whatever and stuff. I'll be like, Alexa, play Rick Ross. You know what I mean? I'm, doing it, I'm, doing it. I'm like, let's go. Come on, let's go. Where's my cup of coffee? I'm fucking the world yeah, today, yeah, yeah. man. You know? So yep. I'm just, you gotta, I'm just, you got to stay, you got to stay in it. You got to stay in it. And the best way to get out of that sort of headspace of comparing yourself to other people is being, is being one, Grat gratitude having gratitude for waking up in the morning you're alive having looking at what you've done i'll literally do like this when i start comparing myself to other people i'm like dog you got a documentary about your life being made right now you have three you have two other movies in post-production you just dropped this you have this coming out and, and besides that you're alive you're healthy you have food you have and i'm literally like yo start thinking wait why was i comparing myself to someone bro i'm so blessed yeah. dude i'm so yeah. blessed and then it's like all right let's get it what can we do today to keep moving forward or make some impact or some damage and stuff because it's an onslaught you know we have social media and breaking through the mold with so much noise out there and try to stay current you got to tell people six times to check something out of yours you know it's it's the constant yeah. grind you have to love the grind you have to love the grind and stop yeah, thinking, stop thinking about, oh, I want to create this thing, but people are going to say this or, or people are not going to like it or whatever. No, you have to stop thinking and just do it. Just do it. Just throw yourself into it and just do it. That's what I did with acting. That's what I did with dance. That's why I did everything I've done. A lot of people try to be discouraging and stuff. You don't need that. So. No, and it was like you said, um, after, like, if you put everything you could into it after it's done, you're done with it. Like, like, the, like, you, you know, there's nothing more you could do. So why worry about like what other people are going to think or whatever? Like you just do what you can. And then after you're done, like what more could you have done? Um, if, if you treat everything like that, then, you know, like you shouldn't have any regrets or, you know, if you don't get baked or people don't like it or whatever, like that's not, 
any of your business. You know, like you did the you did thing. One hundred percent. 100% because you feel accomplished and then you can look back and, and if any haters come your way, you just say, Oh, did you do that? Yeah. 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 Did, you <laughs> yeah. That? did you go for that? Did you, whatever, listen. And, mm. and I've, I, dude, I see this in my family too, man. You know, um, my family is so full of artists and I'm the only one that's pursuing it. And there are people within my family who never pursued the dream. You know, my mom, mm -hmm. she literally, I don't want to get too sappy, but my mom sleeps all day. She's in pain a lot. She takes drugs to get out of pain and stuff. And I, and I just, I mean, I wish, I wish she had a better life. You know what I mean? Like sure. I could not imagine sleeping all day and just wasting my life. Uh, or, or my, or some of my brothers is just like my brother, my brother will hit me up and be like, Oh, I can do voices. I want to be an actor, but he was too, he was held back by his own fear of trying to mm -hmm. be perfect. And bro, you will never be perfect. You will never be perfect. You are a flawed human being and that is okay. You are enough the mm -hmm. way that is. So just put it out there and just do it. And if you fall flat on your face, 10 times, get up 11. That's what takes it. That's what really makes a champion. That's what makes a champion. You know, Buster Douglas, yep. what's the story of Buster Douglas? He, he, his mom died and she said, He's going to he's going to knock out Mike Tyson. He literally had burnt. And this is the definition of burning all your boats. Don't have your backup. If you're going for the dream, you're going to need your inner energy for the dream. Burn all your boats. Uh, don't have don't have that backup. Go all the way. And Buster Douglas said, I had no other chance. You know what I mean? Because his mom died. Mm -hmm. He said, I have to do this. I have nothing to lose. So you have all to gain. And that's the mentality that you have to wake up with every day. I love this motivational really? stuff too, man. I love I'm all about um, the motivation awesome. life, bro. I'm all about it, yeah. dude. <laughs> we will get you. Uh, we will catch you. I know you're on the, like the Joel Austin um, motivational tour or something, but uh, I get, I, we'll get, get bro, I get, I get compared to Joel Osteen all the time, bro. All the time, you know. <laughs> I actually worked with oh, someone no. who works with Tony Robbins, actually, and he's a bit of a motivator. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. We'll definitely have you back on for uh, for you know, when Alpha Rift just comes out and when that's all done. Um, we'll definitely have you back on again. Um, you're a super awesome dude, Aaron. Thank you for coming on. Uh, this has been another Three Geeks interview. Oh, let me. Where, 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 where can they find you? Yeah, Before where, I get ahead of myself. Oh, word, word, word. Okay. Okay. So um, you can find me uh, at Aaron Della Villa, mainly on my Instagram. You can find me on TikTok, Facebook. Uh, check out my Spotify, Della Villa. I just released my third song, Bring It. And also on the TikTok campaign over on Della Villa, Bring It, Della Villa. We have over 6.8 million views on that song. So check it out on the okay. TikTok platform, Bring It, Della Villa. Go ahead, make a TikTok, shout me out so that I can reshare share you. But uh, everything else, at Aaron Della Villa. Perfect. All Perfect. right. Awesome. Aaron, thank you so much for being on, dude. You're, you're just a great guy. And uh, I love your energy. I uh, love your motivational speech. And uh, we love your work. Uh, keep on doing thank it, man. You. Thank you, Justin. Appreciate Max. it. It was a pleasure, man. Thank yeah. you. All right. Thank you. Yeah. This has been another Three Geeks interview. Justin and Max, we're out.